the ears and open the hearts of each and every person, oh God, because it's that we think that we understand with our ear, but no, we understand with our heart according to your word. So, oh God, open the hearts that they may receive, understand, retain, and apply what they hear today. And I give you praise in advance for what you have done in the, in the worship, God, for what you're doing right now, and for what you are going to do. I thank you again that I will decrease, that you may increase. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I'm asking you for a fresh anointing right now, God. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. A very familiar passage of scripture, but I'm only going to read one verse. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about this, this young man that everybody know about, but they don't know. But I'm going to give you a little bit of history about him, a little bit of background about him. Amen. And I'm reading today from the New King James Version. And the name of my message is called, Why Did God Answer Jabez's Prayer? Why should God answer yours and my prayer? Why did God answer Jabez's prayer? The Bible says, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And we're going to concentrate on these two words. Indeed, I enlarge my territory tonight. Amen. So tonight, let's read the verse and see what we can receive from this, uh, this one verse. And Jabez called God of Israel, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. God granted him what he requested. I don't know about you, but whenever I pray, I'm expecting an answer. It doesn't have to be what I want because I try to pray according to his will. It doesn't have to be right now because I know I've got to wait on him. It doesn't be, he can say wait for a minute because I'm not ready to receive what I'm asking for. Amen. But we know very little about Jabez except that he was honorable more than his brethren and that he was called Jabez because his mother bore him with sorrow. Jabez is a man appearing in the book of Chronicles. He is implied to be the ancestor of King Judah. Although you not explicitly included in the lineage, Jabez's birth is difficult for this reason. His mother's name naming Jabez because the Hebrew word for Jabez is Yabez, meaning makes sorrowful. Jabez's most important action is to conquer new territory with divine sanction. Our desire should be to conquer new territory every day. And that's what we at God faithful disciples of Jesus Christ and the prayer clinic is trying to do. We are trying to conquer new territory. Every day that we wake up, we're supposed to be trying to conquer new territory. Amen. I don't know what you're looking to do, but that's what I'm looking to do. Although the textual description of Jabez is brief, some Tarbun elaborate that Jabez also established, listen to this, a religious institution for the Levite children of Zipporah. And he was called Jabez because his council, in his council, instituted a school of 31 disciples. See, when you read the Bible, you gotta go and research. You gotta go and look this up. Because remember what Jesus said. 
about what they're telling us about. Amen. Because there's only one verse here about this young man. So, he, he had a school of 31 disciples. God called us to go out and make disciples. Amen. I remember this one young lady. When I first got saved, she used to work for me. Uh, her name was Deidre. And I, I, I brought her to the Lord. And what I did, I remember what God says. Go ye there for a disciples. I used to call this girl every day. She was so sick of me. I would call her every day. Did you read your Bible? Did you read your Bible today? Did you read your Bible today? Because we don't remember. If people are not used to this, you've you got to help them along. You've got to encourage them along. And one day she told me, she said, you know, you used to get on my nerves. She said, but I'm glad you did. She said, because now I read my Bible every day. I'm talking about almost 25 years ago. But that's how you make disciples. You've got to encourage people. And so Jabez had a school of disciples, 31, 31 disciples. So again, they were called Tirham because their hymns, listen to this, their voices was like trumpets. You heard the woman of God and saying all along, your voice is necessary today. Your voice will tear down the enemy. Your voice will stop the transition, the transmission of this virus. Before we can reap in joy, that's Psalm 126 and 5. 
Many of our works today, Christ, cost the spirits. I don't know about you, but if you have to get up and pray at 2 or 3 o'clock, because you see, what we fail to realize, and I need to bring this to the table, what we fail to realize is this, the enemy keeps us up late at night watching hell's box office so that we can get up in the morning to pray. And so then, if you are not praying before the sun is up, if you are not praying and attacking the enemy, then he's going to attack you and your family. And God has allowed the church, listen to what I'm saying, God has allowed the church. Why? Because we know this, but we are not applying it to our lives. So God said, okay, you want to sleep, sleep. The Bible tells you that you're not supposed to sleep so much. But the enemy attacks people to try to get them to sleep. So we got to make sure that we, so if it costs you an hour or two hours, whatever, somebody gets up at 12, somebody gets up at 1, somebody gets up at 2, and I'm not saying if you have a job, that's not for you. You're supposed to pray at a different time. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I don't want you to feel like, because if you go to work and you're sleeping on the job, I'll fire you. Working for me, I'll fire you if you sleep on my job. People will tell you. So I'm saying, but I'm, so I'm not trying to tell you if you have a job to go to and you gotta be here at a certain time that you're supposed to be getting up and praying, but you can still intercede at a different time. Amen. So, but today we are really having difficulties and disappointments and so anguished because of what time it is. Because we have people dictating to us the totalitarian spirit have been unleashed. Oh my God, the, the manipulation devils have been unleashed. There's a few people that's trying to run this world and they're trying to cause death. And the people of God are falling right in line. Jesus said this, he said that the days were not cut short, even the very elect would be fools, would be deceived. And what I'm seeing today, I am seeing the church, because the church has no power, the church do not understand that they should be like Jabez. The Bible tells us, when I did my study, that I found out that the reason why they said Jabez was more honorable than all his brother is because Jabez was a man of prayer. Jabez was a man that talked to God all the time. Jabez was having constant communication with his God. And so when God, when he said, God, that you would bless me indeed. Ah, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory. Because God knew his voice. God was used to hearing Jabez. Jabez wasn't always begging for stuff. Give me, give me, give me. But Jabez was praying. He was probably praying for these certain people. Word in 
Jabez were more honorable than all his brother. And when, and like I said, when I search this out, I want to know well, why was he so honorable? Well, it's because he spent a lot of time in prayer, people of God. And we have to learn how to do the same. He spent time in prayer and God honored his prayer. And we want our prayers to be honored. Glory be to God. We want God to respond when we ask him for something. It doesn't even have to be for ourselves. It could be for anyone else. Amen. The best honor anyone will gain in is that which gains is communion with our God. Jabez, we are told, was more honorable than his brethren. His prayer is directly recorded as if so personal, he was more prayerful than his brethren. Spent a lot of time in prayer. He spent a lot of time in prayer. I don't know about you, but we need to stay connected to God. We need to be praying on it. The Bible tells us, pray without ceasing. Luke 18 and 1 said, men ought to always pray. And we need to make sure that we obey what God is saying because we want him to respond to our prayer. Oh, that God would bless me indeed. I personally recommend this prayer. Bless me indeed. Prayer is the beginning of our Christian life and it should be the end of our Christian life. When I talk about this word indeed, this is an adverb. Verily, truly a word or phrase that modifies or qualifies an adjective. An adjective, verb or other adverb or a group expressing a relation of place, time, circumstances, manner, cause, and degree. Again, an adverb is a word or an expression that modifies a verb, another verb, another verb diametric clause, proposition, or sentence. Adverbs typically expresses this is this manner, place, and time, and degree of certainty. So what am I saying? This is called a adverbial function and may be performed by a single word indeed. In other words, let's read what Jabez said to God again. First Chronicle chapter 4 and verse 9. Let's look at it one more time because I want you to see. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called him Jabez saying because I bore him in pain. Verse 9 and verse 10 says, And Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, indeed. Lord, I need you to bless me. I need you to bless me. I need you to bless me like you have never blessed me before. I need you to bless me with plenty. I need you to bless me across the board. I need you to bless me from the top to the bottom. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Amen. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And he said, and then, now just watch this. He wasn't just asking for a blessing for himself. He said, and enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. And that your hand would be with me. And that you would keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. So God bless him. Jabez is saying, God, I want you to bless me indeed. And I want you to enlarge my territory. But keep your hands on me so that I don't cause nobody pain. God, I don't get the big hit when I get the blessing. Ah, so that I don't turn my back on people. So that I don't 
I can appreciate people. Glory be to God. And he said, enlarge my territory. He said, bless me. Indeed, it means an urgency, a frequency, a degree, or a level of certainty. That's what he wanted. He wanted God to bless him certainly. So, Oh, that thou of Israel, the God of Israel, will bless thee indeed. The very pit of the prayer seems to line up with the word indeed. There are many variables blessings. Some are blessings, watch this, only in name. They gratify our flesh for a moment, but permanently disappoint our expectation. They charm our eyes, but depresses our taste. Others more are temporary blessings. They perish with the using. God bless you with a car. But in four or five years, the car breaks down. God blessed me with this or what. But I can't use it after a certain amount of time. But Jabez wasn't asking for that kind of blessing. He wanted a kind of blessing that was going to last. And that's what we want. We want the kind of blessing that's going to last. The kind of blessing that's going to take us places. The kind of blessing that people will see that there is a God that is up there. And, but he's right here with you. We want the kind of blessing that God, people will say, what is it? How is it that you're not getting sick? How is it that you can go through COVID and you don't get sick? Because the blood of Jesus, glory be to God. Because I believe in the Bible. Ah, because I believe in the word of God. No COVID will touch me. Because I know that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any disease made. Glory to God. And that's when people can see that you truly have a God that lives. We are talking about a living God. We are not talking about some letters on a page. We are talking about a live word, glory be to God. And when they see that, they're going to want what you have. And we have to begin to let our lights so shine before those around us that pretend and say they're Christians, but they're placating the word of God. They're placating Jesus Christ. Oh, they're using him for the gimmick. No, we have to make sure that we have this expectation that the world will work for us. I had a long conversation with an associate of mine this week, and she was telling me all the stuff, and I said, you know what? I understand, and I'm not disrespecting you. If you want to take the vaccine, that's your business. I said, but don't worry about me. I said, because I believe in the word of God. I believe in the word of God. I believe Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. It says if you obey my commandment and if you keep my statutes and if you do that, do this, I will put none of these diseases on you. That's right. And you've got to stand on the word of God. The word of God is alive and it's powerful and it's sharp and it's two edged sword and it is piercing asunder between the joints and the
Jabez not only asked God to bless him, but to enlarge his territory. How big is your scope of influence? How big is your scope of influence? Whose life do you impact and why? Do you just touch the lives of family or those around you or do you try to reach beyond your sphere? How many people are you influencing every day? How many people are watching you and knowing that you are walking the straight and the narrow? How many people understand that you know the God, the God of the universe, the God that sung the star into the sky, the God that spoke the world into existence? How many people understand and know that that's the God that you serve? Because everybody talks about God. But if you want to step on some toes, you mention Jesus Christ. And you will step on some toes. So, my thing is this. I don't know about anybody else. I plead for more territory. God wants to enlarge your life. God wants to enlarge your territory, but he's not going to do it unless you ask him to do it. He's a gentleman, okay? Jabez desired more influence, more responsibility, and more opportunity to make a mark for the God of Israel. Jabez isn't content with a little plot of ground for himself and his family. He has dreams of something much bigger and offer yet another bold request. And ask God to give you not only things that anybody can give you. You want to ask God to give you things that you know it's impossible humanly. Amen. He wants, God wants to do, do it, to enlarge your wisdom. Watch this. God wants to enlarge your wisdom. He wants to enlarge your understanding. He wants to enlarge your humility. He wants to enlarge your patience. He wants to enlarge the love and the joy. He wants to enlarge your good health. He wants to enlarge your heart with more compassion for people. He wants to enlarge your physical strength. He wants to enlarge your charisma. He wants to enlarge your mind, your spirit, and your character. That's what Jabez was asking God. Enlarge my territory because I and I make sure that we brought this to the table because a lot of times people always think about things. No. Enlarge me. Amen. Enlarge how I think. Enlarge how I look at people. Enlarge how I respect people. Enlarge how much compassion I have for the man that's less than. Enlarge that. Amen. Ask God. Ask the God of Israel to give you more influence to others. Your family, your church, your city, your nation, and the world. Pray God to make you an apostle or an evangelist. I, I was sharing with somebody the other day, because when I first came into the kingdom, I, I was overbearing. I think I shared this with you guys. I don't care where I went. I was asking people if they knew Jesus. Everywhere I went, I didn't care who you were. Do you know Jesus? And I've been praying. I said, God, and after a while, you know, if we don't ask God, certain things will wear off. And I, I it just wore off. And then I've been praying lately. I said, God, would you give me back my evangelistic gift? I need to receive back my evangelistic gift. Why? Because people are dying and busting hell wide open every day. Jesus is. And I find out lately the Lord has given me 
my evangelistic gift. I'm walking up to people and asking, do you know Jesus? And don't tell me if you have a name, 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 pad, I'll say, uh, Diane, do you know Jesus? Do you know, and I, you might say, do you know him as your personal savior? Because that's what we got to tell people about Jesus. And so God is looking for us to, he's trying to get us to, 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 to. He's, he wants us to influence the world. He wants us to, to polarize the world with his name. And we got to make sure that we do this. As I close right now, we got to make sure that we influence as many people that will listen to us. Amen. And so, so I just want to close right now. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to remind you today that today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Remember, bring people to Christ. Tell them about Jesus. I pray that this message has blessed you guys and that you will take something from it. I give God the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you receive any